0: Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
1: And we're on, and this is our Super Bowl edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm afraid Artiaga, Simon, Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is not here. He's on. He's on assignment. He's uh, he's gallivanting about the country looking for interior offensive linemen for the Miami Dolphins. Uh. Do you have anywhere he should, where you recommend he should go first, Simon? Yeah, UConn. Yeah, Christian Haynes. Yes. That guy's a player. Like, that, guy, that guy's a player. If they took him at 21, it's not sexy to take a guard at 21. But if they took him at 21, I'd be like, okay, I get it. Yeah, there's some good,
0: there's some good guards in this draft, actually.
1: Yeah, no, nah, like interior offensive alignment. They can't miss, which means they won't take one in the entire Which means game. they
0: won't take one, absolutely. <laughs> they'll take Patrick Paul who needs a complete uh, overhaul restructure
1: yeah he has good counting stats but people got to understand because everybody keeps hitting me with he gave up one sack and 500 snaps yeah okay yeah I understand that Uh, watch pass pro in college okay and then watch it in the NFL it's different
0: (laughs) but also the pure NFL pass sets that he did I think he ran about 18 of them I tell you this receiver class is insane by the way
1: Yes. No, no. It's it, it's it's a good class. Uh I keep looking at it and I'm like you can't miss here. You need more picks. Is I keep coming back to, you know what? If they could get something for Christian Wilkins yeah. in day 2, it'll go a long way. And yes, uh, we're kind of yeah, we're 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 we're, we're saying our goodbyes already. <laughs> Unfortunately. It is so deep though. It yes, is it so is. Deep. As always, this show is brought to you by dietsmoke.com for your THC, shroom, and CBD products. Go to dietsmoke.com and use the promo code WADDLE, as in Jalen Waddle. Yes, Waddle. And you get 50% off any one order and uh, of any one item. And, of course, betteredge.com. Go to betteredge.com forward slash number five reasons, and you get $20 just for signing up. And then look for our contest. We have a Super Bowl contest. 5RSN has a Super Bowl contest. I am in that pool so you get to beat me and take my money if you could pick seven props better than I can okay. among those props are things like the Super Bowl MVP and we could all pick the same one but you know you get by a process of elimination whoever gets the most correct wins Uh, by the way I got I, I picked one really ridiculous prop that's paying a ton, and that's why it's paying a ton, because I think that there's a scenario where this happens. I pick Nick Bosa to win Super Bowl MVP. Interesting. Because I think that there's a scenario where he has three sacks and it's a low-scoring game, and then everybody's just left around looking at, you know, not great quarterback play, no standout stars, and they say, you know what? The guy that got the three sacks is the MVP. You know? But we'll start here. The Kansas City Chiefs, Simon, they're back. <laughs> Again, two years removed from from trading Tyreek Hill, and they're back in the Super Bowl both years. Six weeks ago, everybody left this team for dead. This offense legitimately is lesser than it has been in the past. It's averaging a full touchdown less than it has in the Mahomes era. But that defense is spectacular. Six weeks ago, they lost to the Raiders at home. And uh, I could take you back to what everybody was saying on on TV. Everybody was saying, well, they just blew the one seed and they probably blew the two seed and they're probably going to get busted down to the three seed. Uh, It didn't matter. They're here once again. How did that happen, Simon? How did that happen? I mean, Patrick
0: Mahomes is certainly one reason. Uh, the defense is another reason, and Steve Spagnola. But I also think that they sort of did a classic kind of Belichickian uh, move, which was you know get their way through the regular season, win the division, get into the playoffs, get as high a seed as possible. And then I think they really changed up what they were doing in the in the postseason in terms of you know they've gone to much more heavier sets in the in the postseason than they did in the in the um. In the regular season, they th- 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 they've thrived. They've um, thrived with thirteen personnel groupings. They've absolutely feasted, tripled their usage of thirteen personnel during the playoffs. They used it about 7 percent of the time during the regular season, twenty percent during the playoffs, um, and they're succeeding almost fifty percent of their plays out of out of thirteen personnel, um, and they use twelve personnel as well more than than. Uh, than usual so it's you know two tight ends on on almost 50 percent of their snap or two tight ends or more on 50 percent of their snaps this postseason and i just think you know more big bodies on the field there's more heft when they want to run the football um and and they've gone away even more so in the playoffs from that sort of rpo kind of style of offense that they certainly they had with tyreek but even in the you know in the regular season um and they've been thriving on play action down the field and their receivers have begun to kind of find their feet. Notably Rashi Rice, who's uh, you know, got better and better as the season has gone on and uh, has become a really important factor. And um, you know, Kelsey's back to finding dead areas in the zones and he's played really well the second half of the season. And, you know, they're just uh they're just a good team. They're just a well-coached team. You know, look at the offensive side of the ball, you look at defense, you look at Dave Taub on special teams, special teams coach, they're just really well coached the whole way around. They don't make big mistakes in the playoffs. You know, you don't see the Chiefs players doing what Zay Flowers did, for Mm -hmm. example, in Baltimore. Um, You know, and it's just, you you look at Mahomes' numbers in the postseason, they're just, they're insane. They're absolutely insane. And, you know, when you've got a guy like that, then, you know, he's just such an incredible difference maker.
1: Absolutely. And, man, it really does look sometimes like they just tell him, hey, go get us some offense and our defense will hold it down over here. And that's pretty much what they did. And toward the end of the season, Rashi Rice just developed into such a great player. Um, you know, it used to be just a bunch of bums and and Travis Kelsey, not anymore. Uh is the formula to just put the ball up 45 times with Mahomes because he's so efficient with it in this game.
0: No, I don't think so. I think um I mean what's interesting is the 49ers played play 12 personnel as well as any team in the league. And actually, they, they played its base defense about 40% of the time when it saw two tight end sets. Um, they played against, uh, they played their base, Uh, I think that was in the playoffs, I think they played their base more than 83% of the time against 12 personnel in the regular season. No, no team played its base more often against those sets. So I, I think it's a fascinating matchup. I, I, I don't think, I don't think you can do that. I mean, as good as Mahomes is, I don't think you can do that. In part because, you know, Pacheco is such an important part of the important part of the game. What I would expect them to do is target Orm Burks um, when he comes in as the third linebacker. You, know, you don't want to try and run uh, towards Fred Warner. You don't want to run towards Dre Greenlaw. You obviously want to watch the, you know, they're so good and adept in coverage. But you know. Funger out with a torn ACL, so I would you know target to Gibson. I would target Oren Burks, um, you know, and then you know Logan Ryan is playing as well, um. So I think there are there are people on that defense to certainly target, but I would be, you know, I'd make sure that I'd be in twelve and thirteen personnel. I'd have you know Noah Gray and Blake Bell and Kelsey. And I would run. I think there'll be some heavy run early on, and then I think they'll start to work the play action game with Kelsey, with Rashi Rice. Um, you know, they like to get Rashi Rice the ball in sort of you know, because he's so good with the yards after the catch, just get him on little angle routes, just a little underneath, bubble screens, those sorts of things. Um, uh, and that's how effective he can be. So I don't think Patrick will drop back and throw 35 foot. He may well do. Um, but I'm not sure that's a recipe for success, especially against the forty nine defense, which has kind of gone off the boil a little bit in the second half of the season. So, um, yeah, I, I suspect the big stars will have big games, but it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Rashi Rice has ten catches for one hundred and fifty yards or whatever. I just think they'll feed him quite a lot,
1: yeah, last thing before we go to go to break, we gotta we gotta mention this this Kansas City Chiefs defense. We just spent about eleven minutes on the offense. And we didn't mention the, the, the personnel group that actually got them to the Super Bowl because it's essentially Patrick Mahomes and a defense, is what got here with a little sprinkling in of, of Rashid Rice, some running from Isaiah Pacheco, and Travis Kelsey's brilliance in the playoffs. But this defense, and I was watching something about uh, Steve Spagnuolo. he was doing a chalk talk on on, on NFL.com that I found eminently uh, compelling. Uh, he was talking about when when you're calling a game against the quarterback, you got to decide whether you want to take away, you know, what what routes you want to take away and what you have to give up, because sometimes you just have to give something up. And he says he always found it uh, that it was more it was easier against the better quarterbacks or the less balanced offenses, the guys that were going to put the ball up more to give up the flat because they're not as disciplined to take it. Now, he said transverse, uh, you know, the opposite of that is to not give up the flat and play five across, play too deep, which is what he mostly does, and make it an emphasis to take away the flat. If you watch the 49ers, like that has to be the game plan for Kansas City, which means they could be vulnerable deep. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it'll be fascinating to see how they, how the Chiefs line up in, uh, on defense and uh, and what they do, and who will be healthy at that linebacker call, You know, because you know Leo Chanel likes to come downhill as a run defender, uh, but Willie Gay's obviously struggled with a neck injury. Uh, I think their best three is is Chanel, uh, is Chanel, is uh, Nick Bolton, is Drew Tranquil, and is Willie Gay. But they haven't had they haven't been on the seat uh, on the the field for a single snap. a threesome all all season so again if i'm Carl shanahan and i see chanel there especially in you know try and get him matched up with a george Kittle, try and get him in passing situations that that to me is is huge i think the game will be won and lost in terms of how the 49ers can work uh legeria sneed and and trent mcduffie and that to me is the fascinating sort of game within the game will will sneed follow debo samuel who's not 100 percent uh, the 49ers love to get Debo moving around on those, you know, orbit motions and, you know, into the slot. So if that's the case, then Trent McDuffie will go with him. McDuffie, obviously, an all-pro slot corner, one of the best in the league. Sneed, top three, top five corner in the league. Um, so that'll be fascinating to see who wins that battle. Iyuk's had a great couple of seasons is a really good player. And then where does Kittle end up in terms of who covers George Kittle? Do they have a player... That can cover Kittle down the field. That that to me is the fascinating thing. Can they get pressure against Trent Williams? Unlikely, but can they get pressure on the other side? I think that's more likely. How can they? How can they knock Brock Purdy out of his out of his routine? Out of his, you know, how can they get him? I mean, Purdy makes plays off platform, but mm. can they rattle him early? Can they get him off platform? And how do you shut down Christian McCaffrey? You know, with the very with the same kind of mentality that we talked about with the Chiefs and getting Pacheco the ball. If the 49ers can get McCaffrey running early and picking up big chunk yardage, it's just going to be difficult for the Chiefs to to slow him down. But I'm, I'm fascinated with the game within the game in terms of just who who covers who. You know, Justin Reed's going to have to have a big game against, against Kittle, I suspect. Uh, good tackler as well. So, uh, you know... Kit uh, Reed goes against Kelsey every day in practice so he's going to he, he knows what it's like to go up against a, a Hall of Fame tight end and make no mistake you know George Kittle is a Hall of Fame tight end so it'll be um, that'll be fascinating to watch and obviously Spagnola has been there done it before won Super Bowls you know you go back to the to the great Super Bowls that he won mm-hmm. with with Strahan and OCU Manure at a defensive end when they beat the Patriots and stuff you know the reason they were in that game was because of Steve Spagnuolo's defense and especially in the absolute critical moments down the stretch, he just seems to manage to get all those calls absolutely perfectly. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I can't wait. I think it'll be um, I think it'll be really interesting.
1: All right. We're gonna go to break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. But first, these words. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. 579 That's 954 Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts.
0: I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per
1: Carry. All right, we're back. All right, the 49ers, that, it, was, it was a strange. You know, it was a strange season and, and to say that at some point at midseason, everybody thought it was like a foregone conclusion. Look, the 49ers are going to get to the Super Bowl. Then they lose three in a row. They don't look all that great down the stretch. The playoffs begin, and they still don't look all that great. Uh, Chris Kaufman made a great point. He likes to look at the team that's actually playing well into the Super Bowl, headed into the Super Bowl. 49ers are here. They're the clear cut, in my opinion, best team in the NFC. Considering that the the Eagles completely fell apart, Dallas did another Dallas thing, and you know Green Bay not yet, Detroit not yet. It's their time. They're the best team. You agree with Chris Kaufman? Because I tend to agree with him too. They're not playing all that great headed no, into the Super Bowl.
0: They're not playing all that great, and. But what they have done, especially in those last two games against Green Bay and against Detroit, is win when they shouldn't have won. And let's be realistic, let's be honest, they should have lost to Green Bay, and mm-hmm. they absolutely should have lost to Detroit. And the fact that they were able to come back and grind out those wins, you know, they came back from two pretty hefty deficits, 10 points against Green Bay, uh, and then, what was it, 24 points to the Lions every day? Yes. For points to the Lions they were down. <laughs> yeah, um, something you know, like they're that. Big, they're big scores, uh, and they ground it out, and they came back and uh, and won the game. Yeah. Um, and I think I just think they have an awful lot of talent. And I think, you know, Carl Shanahan, there have been some big game issues in the past. But I just think that, you know, how, how can he get Brock Purdy going? Because you look at the success the Chiefs had against a very Brock Purdy-like quarterback in our own quarterback, Tua, in mm. terms of what he does. And, you know, Purdy has his own superpowers that are very similar to Tua's. How did the Chiefs knock Tua off? Uh, rhythm and can they do the same to brock purdy you know you look at for example you know some of the things that you'd expect spags to do to try and knock him off is you know especially the processing you know Mm -hmm. they did a lot of kind of single high coverage before the snap they're switching to two high looks um against the dolphins and it worked and you know um but timing and rotations are very very important and it's what spags does so well, you know, um, can he, you know, Spags doesn't blitz for blitzing's sake, and that's not going to stop Purdy. You know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league at against the blitz. I think, um, 85% uh, quarterback rating against free runners in the league, when right. the average mark is 44%. I think, uh, I saw earlier on, which is, you know. Which is fantastic. Shanahan loves to go out of empty backfields, you know, so gives Purdy quicker identification on mismatches, quicker reads, um, quicker processing, which he's already very good at. Forty nine is the best team in the league in terms of quarterback rating out of empty sets. Um, so it's again, it's the kind of the battle within the battle. The Chiefs are eighth in the in the league defending empty sets. Um tempo. Carl Shanahan likes to play with tempo sometimes, which doesn't allow defences to to um, to bring in replacements. Um, and obviously tempo then simplifies defences because it essentially will prevent Spagnuolo from sort of dialing up exotic kind of pressures and, and those sorts of things. Now, they didn't run that many no-huddle snaps in the regular season, the fewest in the league. Um, mm-hmm. But they run more in the playoffs, especially in those games where they were struggling coming from behind. Um, and although he's resisted the urge to play overly fast, I think I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Carl Shannon run a bit of hurry up just to, especially if the Chiefs' defence has um, penetration and, you know, gets the 49ers to punt on the first couple of drives, just wouldn't surprise you just to see him mixing up a bit. I think you'll find early on you'll get some quick hitters. You'll get some, um, you'll get Brock making some fairly simple reads, some screens, some bubble screens, uh, just to just to calm him down. Not, I mean, not that he's ever shirked the big moment, but just to you know manufacture some completions just so they can. Do you know what I mean? I just think mm-hmm. just to eat them into the game because what you don't want is a start where he throws a you know a pick on the first driver or a pick on the second driver, and then the pressure's really on. So I think there'll be a heavy mix of some screens, some kittle underneath, um, some McCaffrey running the ball. I don't suspect you'll see a lot of those, you know, high risk, high reward throws that he is so adept at making, middle of the field, dagger concepts, those sorts of things. I don't think you'll see them early on. I, I certainly wouldn't expect Shanahan to put the pressure on him that much, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Purdy is absolutely fearless, and nothing seems to phase him in terms of you know the you know the level that he plays at. And this is a guy that's been to Michigan and played. This is a guy that's been to you know big colleges, big stadiums, and and played when he was at Iowa State. And he's he's never shirked the moment. So um, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it will be fascinating. I do think Spags will try and confuse him with a lot of post-snap coverage changes. Um, but there's so much talent on that 49ers offense when you throw in Ayuk and McCaffrey and Juszczyk and Kittle and, you know, Debo, etc., etc., etc. John Jennings. Um, I think it's just such a... It's so finely balanced. And I totally get Chris's point about the Chiefs coming in with a hot hand. But I'm happy to ride the team that that... Has sneaked out victories where from the you know stolen victories from the jaws of defeat and comes into this playoff uh, into this uh, Super Bowl you know knowing that if it gets down it's got the mentality and the toughness to come back.
1: Yeah, and and by the way, uh, everybody was wondering you know they're in Las Vegas and how come nobody's actually you know gotten into any type of trouble and I found this uh kind of funny. The Chiefs are staying at the Western Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa that's in Lake Las Vegas that's outside in Henderson. The forty nine ers are staying at the Hilton Lake Las Vegas Resort and Spa. That's also in in uh, Lake uh, Las Vegas. That's in also Henderson. That is thirty miles from the Strip. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I'm if a player wants to... to raise hell, he's going to have to go out of his way to do it.
0: Yeah, I'm old enough to remember who was the fact. Was it Eugene Robinson, the Falcons? You're in
1: Miami. Player? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, got into trouble with the prostitute in the week. It gets season.
1: better. He won NFL man of the year that year. Yeah,
0: he did. He did.
1: <laughs> How that great is that?
0: that? No, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, keeping what, 70 players, 65 players out of trouble in the heart of Las Vegas is probably not easy, even in Super Bowl week. So I can understand why they're 30 miles out. So, yes.
1: you know, the, the yeah. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, it was interesting that a player, a Chiefs player, actually got bit by a coyote. And that's the only story that, that got released. I don't know who the hell it was that actually got bit by a coyote, but he got bit by a coyote. Kyle Shannon, yeah. this is, you know, I'm, I, I despise legacy talk, especially when the guy is probably 15 years away from retiring or something like that. Okay, like he has plenty of time to make a legacy. But he's been a part of two tragic Super Bowl losses. Yeah. Okay. We all know about 28 to 3. But n- nobody mentions 20 to 10. That must I-, I don't know what that must feel like because uh, unfortunately our team has not given us that. <laughs> the only su- the two Super Bowls I saw them play, they were kind of they were ahead for most of the game against the Washington Football team and then they fell apart in the fourth quarter and then they pretty much got blown out by the by the 49ers co- starting in the second quarter. But they had a 20-10 to lead here in Miami, and the Chiefs looked absolutely hopeless. They couldn't find Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey was not getting anything done. Patrick Mahomes looked like a mere mortal, and Nick Bosa could not be blocked. All of that changed. Kyle Shanahan, he has to be feeling the pressure in this game, and this has to be some kind of legacy game, because the the whispers are going to start if something bad happens to him again in this Super Bowl, they're gonna say there's something wrong with him or his system that just can't get it done, can't finish these games.
0: Yeah. Right. He's such a genius. He's such he, I mean he really is, you know, and he's been around football. He's an absolute football life. And if you listen to the the playmakers podcast, which is absolutely fascinating, he's so interesting in that and and how much respect he garners uh from McDaniel, from McVay, from Matt Lefleur. Um you know, as the kind of the architect of the modern Shanahan offense, the modern offense of his father, Um, Mm. you know, growing up in that absolute environment of, of just football, football, football the whole time. I think the interesting thing for him is that he has struggled at times in massive moments in big games with a conservatism that hasn't manifested during the season. Mm. Um, And that's not just this year. That's historical. You know, you, You know, you go back and look in post-seasons where, I mean, he's gone for it uh, where next-gen, I I think I read earlier, next-gen stats, they said that on the, you know, you take all these stats with a pinch of salt, especially over, you know, fourth downs and should Mm. you go, should you not. But he's gone for it once in nine situations in which next-gen essentially thought he should have gone for it, Um, which is, you know, one of nine is 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 pretty, is pretty a pretty thin line in terms of, you know, and you, you kind of lose advantages in critical games by making conservative decisions. And for all the criticism that Dan Campbell came under, mm. you know, I, I admire the fact that he did try to win the game. You know, I, I would have kicked the field goal on the first one and it, it can't, you know, Josh Reynolds had the drop and, you know, that's not on Dan Campbell. Um, you know, and if that's converted, the Lions almost certainly win the game. And, you know, but then if the field goal... You know, it's converted. The Lions probably win the game anyway. You know, so mm. uh, it, it it's a difficult one. But you go back to the the twenty twenty one NFC Championship game. Do you remember he he had fourth and two on the on the LA side of the field in the fourth quarter and uh, and punted? And you just think, mm. you know, put the game away. You, know, you go back to the first, go back to the end of the first half of the Super Bowl when the Chiefs played the Forty Nine ers a couple of years ago. Um, you know, they had you know inside two minutes, but they had timeouts, first down, second down, were run plays. You know, they ran off like... Yeah, the Chiefs then called a timeout about 20 seconds ago, and then Shanahan all of a sudden decided, oh, maybe I could still score. You know, gets a completion down the field, then has that really iffy... Do you remember the iffy sort of pass into, offensive pass interference against Kittle, which would have put them in scoring range? Um And they're going at halftime 10-10, when actually it could have been 17-10 or even 13-10 if he hadn't been quite so conservative. So, for me, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if he... A, has a bit more control over two-minute situations, but also just eradicates just a little bit of that conservatism that I think has just overshadowed how good he is as a coach. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's a tough one to call. It really is a tough one to call. I think
1: it's going to be an absolutely fascinating game. All right, last thing, because um, we kind of know what the 49ers have to do, and and we talked about it in the first half of this of this preview what they have to do on offense uh they pretty much got to be balanced but on on defense uh there was an excellent piece on 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 the ringer i forgot who who wrote it uh but he was talking about the combination the route combination that's absolutely destroyed the 49ers in the playoffs uh first the packers got them and then detroit really put an emphasis on it uh they changed it up in the last in the fourth quarter of that game against Detroit by playing a lot more man. Now, San Francisco likes to play a lot of zone, but that sale dagger concept, oddly enough, is Kansas City's bread and butter. Mm. It's been a problem, and all it really is is putting linebackers and safeties into conflict, and you're just throwing away from the linebackers. It's as simple as that. You're picking on the intermediate zone that cornerbacks and safeties have to occupy. Has two weeks been enough to solve this? Because if it's not, you're facing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> they yeah, could just think... they could just sail and dagger you to death.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I do like the Forty Nine ers defenders and I know that they haven't been you know, the, the defense hasn't been great since Christmas, really. Um, and, and overall actually as a team, they've been pretty inconsistent on both sides of the ball since Christmas. But you know fred warner is such a good player he's such a dominant you know there is no there is not a player in the nfl as as good as uh, fred warner and if any if any defender or defenders can match you know against mahomes but also against kelsey and you know how the chiefs love to attack those zones in the middle of the field um you know it, it, it's warner it, you know he is by far by far the best linebacker in the in the NFL and I just don't think it's it's close he just has a, just a great fundamental feel just great instincts for where the ball's supposed to go um and I think that you know that matchup especially of Kelsey against Warner um will be so good um will be so good and I think the Chiefs the advantages the Chiefs have is that they get to decide I suppose where Kelsey lines up where he goes after the snap and the lions had success throwing against the 49ers in the middle of the field to sam laporta because you know ben johnson essentially cycled kind of multiple receivers through the middle and just ran fred warner out of plays you know i think mm-hmm. laporta had nine ten catches 100 yards um and goff was really good between the numbers um and he had two major drops between the numbers as well when you talk about the, the reynolds Um, the two Reynolds drops. So, yeah, I mean, it's, again... For the fiftieth time, it's the game within the game, isn't it? It's Warner mm. against Kelsey. It's who can defend that that middle portion of the field. What what will Andy Reid have picked up about how to manipulate the middle of the field in the same way that Ben Johnson did? Um, you know, Reid is a master at it, and and how can he do it? So and what can the 49ers do to counter it? Because Kyle Shanahan, Steve Wilkes will understand that that was a that was a problem. That was a soft tissue area that that Detroit kept jabbing, and frankly, Green Bay did the week before as well. So how can how can they combat that? So again, game within the game, who wins that battle will just make up part of the, the bigger picture, but it, it'll be fascinating.
1: All right, prediction time. Uh Chris Kaufman has the Chiefs 23 17, but he's like, you know, he's he's in the bag for Patrick Mahomes. So of course he is. Yeah, you know what I mean? So so you can't really take it into too much account. Man, I've gone yeah. back and forth in, on this game. I just think the 49ers are the better team and i understand that the chiefs have a great defense and they have patrick mahomes and they have an emergency an emerging Rashi rice man i think the 49ers have to get it done and i think they will get it done uh i'm gonna go ahead and and say that the 49ers do get it done i'll even give you the mvp and if you want to give us an mvp that'd be good too simon i think they get it done and it's 30 to 27 in a thriller and I know I said earlier uh, I like I kind of like uh, Nick Bosa as like you know one of those shot in the dark MVP candidates, especially if it's close and it's low scoring. But I want to go ahead and say that Christy McCaffrey wins the MVP with like 160 yards of total offense from scrimmage, a couple of touchdowns. He wins MVP. 30 to 27, 49ers. What say you, Simon?
0: Yeah, I ironically I was going to pick exactly the same score. To the 49ers. Uh, and I think actually what would be really interesting, it would be great if Brock Purdy was fantastic and won the game and won the MVP because in many respects it would be a moratorium on quarterbacks like Brock Purdy, quarterbacks like Tua, and you can put them in the same category because they're very, very similar in terms of answering some of those questions about, you know, game managers versus the aliens. We all know that, you know, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, we, in Lamar, we live in an era where these guys can make incredible plays off platform, off script. They can use their legs. They can throw from any arm angle. They can do whatever they can. And then you've got another tier of quarterbacks who who aren't as physically gifted, but have their own super strength. But unfortunately, there's a kind of a you know a a, a vibe against them because they're not as athletically gifted. You know, God knows what social media would have thought of Joe Montana back in the eighties, and mm. you know. Um, so, I think as a moratorium on, on quarterbacks like Tua and like Brock Purdy, it would be amazing if Brock just came out and was absolutely phenomenal, as we know he can be, just accurate, just move the ball all over the field. I think the worst thing in many respects for, you know, to have a knock on effect, not trying to bring the Dolphins into it, but to have a knock on effect to, to Tua is that Purdy is really average, struggles, gets picked off a lot, and people just say, well, you know, you can't win the big game with guys like Purdy and Tua. And I think, you know, it would be great for the Dolphins if if Purdy had a phenomenal game so I'm going to go 30 27 uh KC uh, up to to the 49ers I think the 49ers will drive down the field at the end of the game score a touchdown I'm gonna to go George Kittle as MVP although I think uh, you know I'd like it for, for it to be
1: Purdy yeah I I think that uh, those are those are good picks and uh, you can bet all of those things at betteredge.com forward slash five reasons if you wanna you know if you want to talk about the Super Bowl and you want to talk to us God knows why you would want to do that, but you can go to our Discord, and that's at Discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans, and you can become a member there for $3 a month. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We will talk to you on Monday to recap it, and to recap essentially the entire season, and that'll be it for Season 6 of 3 Yards Per Carry, and then we will begin Season 7 a week after that. But till then.
0: Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Carry. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean or your
1: usual podcast provider.